You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on Twitter at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. ClockRadioSpeakers.com is powered by Tumblr. You can get all 270-whatever of our episodes there. Doc, we need to start planning for 300. That'll be pretty soon. Uh, we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on iTunes. We are everywhere you get podcasts except for SoundCloud because they're trash. And we are also on 4th District. Shout out to them. Doc, what's going on, man? Everything's good, man. Uh, everybody follow me if you want on Twitter at Doc underscore Beats S not a Z. Pretty soon we might need an Armand uh, underscore Beats S not a Z because I, I saw the Instagram of you uh, you trying to learn how to be a producer or something. Oh, I mean... I think it's just good to know. Just it's a class. It's a class I'm for my. You know what I'm saying, like I saw, like I said, Instagram. I, was, I see, the, I see those textbooks, and I just want to be like, well, actually, if you do this, I mean, you know, listen, just, just just raise your hand, and be like, what y'all know about Adobe Audition? What y'all know about Cool Edit Pro? I'm still using all that stuff. I just want to be able to put it on my resume, like, hey, I can use Pro Tools, but I prefer this 20 year old program. <laughs> we got you off Cool Edit, though, right? I think you're. You got me off cool. Yeah. Edit. No, I, I still use the only reason why I don't use Adobe Audition 1.5 is because the computer that you built for me doesn't it's it, <laughs> it doesn't it run it. Not compatible with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, everything's good, though, man. How's uh, how are uh, you, you gearing up for classes now? Yeah, classes started Monday. So full schedule, five classes on Ooh. top of a new job on top of this show, on top of finishing this album and this other thing that I can't talk about yet, on top of stuff, man. The movement is moving. So you just said working on this show. Yeah. What do you got coming up? September 8th. So next Friday, um, I will be uh, hosting the Even If I Lose Experience, which is my first headlining show, the first show that I've thrown since the one-year anniversary of Kairos, which was 2004. 14, 15, 14, 14. So I have not done a show, have not done a headlining show in three years, have done very, very few shows within those three years. Um, I want to perform the album for everybody. So, you know, come on out, man. If you're in the Ohio area, area, even if you're not, I've got people who, who are driving out. I've got a certain co-host from a podcast who's flying out. I was just going to say, you're forgetting the most important part, which is I'm going to be there. <laughs> Doc is going to be there. Doc is flying out. What a great friend. F- flying out uh, Friday afternoon, flying back Saturday morning. <laughs> Crazy, because I got to do a, a a conference at my church the next morning. So, yeah, man, in, in, in and out real quick, like a bank robbery. But Doc will be doing stuff. You can say what's up to him. You can uh, address any old clock radio speakers beefs that you have with him because for the most part like i said we've done the we did the double turn doc is like the good guy now and i'm the heel so i'm i'm, I'm really making a heel turn on today's episode likely probably are. like I likely can, i can see it coming um yeah doc will be here no we're not doing a live episode of clock radio speakers before anybody asks um but that would be cool we just don't have time um but yeah doc will be uh moving so, to shake so, so you're you're premiering songs off the album I'm pretty much doing the whole album minus maybe one one song I'm not we, doing. We got to keep them guessing. Yeah, one or two I'm not doing. And, but and for the, the end, it, yeah. I was going to say, and for the people who just 
they can't make it out. Yeah. Is there going to be a way for them to, to relive this Absolutely. Or, to, or to view it as it's happening? Absolutely. So if you go to, if you follow me on actually a few, a few ways you can access it. If you follow me on Twitter at Armand Wake Up, the pinned tweet is actually a thread with all of the promo information for the concert. So the videos that I've been, I've been posting and all that. So there's a, an event page that is created. If you go to that Facebook event page, uh, you will get a link to where you can purchase a ticket and watch the event live. Um, so we're working on getting the sound quality right, the video quality right. So it's well worth your $10, same price, whether you stay home or you go there or whatever. Um, all the proceeds are going towards, our, we, we are getting ready to move into an even bigger building. Um, so everything is not going in my pocket. It's going directly to um, our church. And then in turn, we'll also help out the people, help out the community, all that good stuff. So Essentially, you're help you're helping out a a really good cause for paying for that, but it's gonna be dope, man. The show's gonna be crazy. Doc and I were just talking offline just about some ideas and some things that we wanted to do. He's gonna help me, you know, Kanye my set. Um, I really want to do like thirty songs because keep it real, I kind of could, but I'm a I'm a I'm a keep it I'm a keep it quick. I'm gonna keep it quick and to the point. But I'm excited, man. Show's gonna be crazy. Show's gonna be nuts. No walking contradiction. Oh. nah. No walking contradiction. Listen, that song like makes me sad when I perform it. So, well, I'm, which is why I'm glad I was there to see you perform it that one time. I'm sorry, I've been, I'm sorry, I've been sitting here trying to trying to figure out like number one, why don't you own the website even if I lose dot com? But number two, actually, um, I don't think you do. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about that. Right. I was gonna say I was looking up uh, domain names for even if I lose. Anyway, um, yeah, walking contradictions. I mean, that was God. Was that like almost two years ago now? Uh the show in Philly. Yeah. Or wherever that was outside yeah, yeah, of PA. Yeah. yeah, that was two years ago. Two years. Yep. End, of, end, of 20, end of 2015. So, week and a half away. Yeah. Check it, yeah. Check his pinned tweets. Yeah, pinned tweets. Or you can go to Facebook and just search Armand Wake Up. It's all there. It's also in my Instagram, my Instagram profile there. There's a few places where you can find it. Um, all the information to buy the, the ticket. Also, somebody asked if you can buy tickets in advance. There's a link inside the Facebook link to buy them in advance and show them at the door. But you can also buy them at the door too. Like you're good, you're good. All ages show too. No, uh, no funny stuff. At this show. Much, much like, much like Clockery speakers. We were for the kids, the yeah, youths. Some, some, yeah, the youths. <laughs> yes, definitely for the youths. All right, man. So what are we talk? What are we talking about? Because last week was kind of a quick mini show based off of uh, Marissa and I going to see uh, Dave Chappelle. So it's been a minute. Yeah. Your, your man, your man, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, we can start here. Um, told people, told Cleveland he wanted to get traded. Yeah. Uh, had a meeting with LeBron, allegedly. Um, nobody knows what came out of that meeting. And uh, not too long after that rumor, he's gone and sent to uh, your team. Hey, 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 by, hey. Proxy, by proxy, the uh, the Boston Smeltics um, for pretty much... <laughs> no, 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 no. For what? Isaiah, uh, Jay Crowder. Zizek? Zizek, I think yeah. was his name. And then a pick, right? And a pick. Yeah, and a pick. That was that was the initial trade. Well, right. And unfortunately, Isaiah's hip is a little worse than we realized. Well, he didn't want to get surgery on it. I'm, and I'm curious to know why he wouldn't want to get surgery on it. Probably because he's going to have a... Uh, Probably because it need it would need some sort of light, you know, some sort of recovery time, and th- this is his last season. Like he's got to get paid. So at the time, 
you know, unless unless he had Boston sitting there going, yeah, yeah, yeah don't worry, go get the surgery. We're going to give you that max deal. I mean, not that teams collude or anything, but you know, um, assuming that that wasn't happening, then he's probably looking at it like, man, you know, if I if it's if I'm if, I, if it's like a sluggish comeback from surgery, because he's talking like, I think he was he was he was looking for them like he'd be eligible for like thirty million a year. Thirty niche I, for Isaiah. I know, I know for for a short a short point guard who's not getting younger. Who has a bad hip? Eh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Isaiah is Isaiah still top five in the league though? Top five point guards? Point guards, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to say top five players. I was gonna be like top five, no. top five, top five. Let's say yeah, no, 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 not Dylan, 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 and definitely not Drake. Um, yeah, he's definitely top five point guard. So because when you say that, it kind of has a negative connotation. Like, well, he's hurt; he's not getting any younger. I'm, but I, at I'm the same saying, time, he's still coming into his prime as a player. I'm saying a max deal. That's all. Max deal for Isaiah Thomas just feels a little. Listen, how much? How much is your man? How much did your man Mike Conley get this year? Like two hundred seventy-five million dollars or something. <laughs> like some guys got an insane amount of money. So at least Isaiah Thomas, who led the Celtics to one of their best seasons in forever, he would have gotten a max deal. The city loved him. Oh yeah, they they kind of owed it to him more or less. Like they they weren't gonna they weren't gonna not pay him. 100 percent um but yeah so now it's kind of in limbo um you know well because the the calves can void the trade if they're not satisfied with the physical and so now they can they have a couple options they could just say yeah sure whatever at this point like we can't take Kyrie back after all that they could say nah we're gonna try to get some better they could say you know boston what if you gave us something extra and that was the rumor was that they were going to ask for uh, Jalen Brown and someone else, right? I mean, I, th- I thought I heard it was Jalen Brown or um, well, I can't think of his name, the guy they drafted this year. Um, I heard and that's Ooh. crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, here you go. You're asking for essentially five players and a coveted draft pick for a player who many consider to be the best point guard in the league. Who? This sounds like a like a Trumpism. Many people are saying, "Who says Kyrie's the best in the league?" I've heard plenty of people say that Kyrie. You live the best in Ohio. No, 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 no. You're not, and I feel offended because I feel like you would know me better than to, <laughs> that. I would be able to uh, divide the fanboys from people who will logically make sense, even if I don't agree with them. Man, I've heard people say Kyrie's a, who who's better. Who's better, Russ? I mean, if I'm building a team, even though Russ got the MVP and had a great season, if I'm building a team, I'm going with Kyrie over Russ. I mean, wouldn't you start with Steph? I, I don't like anybody from the Warriors <laughs> except for Clay. Clay's the only guy that I like. Anybody listen, else in the listen, team? I'm- listen, John B is shooting, but that's about. No, I'm good. I would say I would take Steph. I, but as a point guard, though, as a point guard, yes, one of the greatest shooters ever. There but as go. a point guard, you're taking him just because he's one of the greatest shooters ever. I'm taking him because I could watch Kyrie. Hot sauce to go all over the court, or I could watch Steph make some threes. Like I- <laughs> Rough, Rough Riders retrospective available now on Parker. <laughs> Hot sauce to go. Kyrie. Every time Kyrie thinks about shooting, it's like, hold on, let, let me let me get. It's like let me get these bars off real quick. Let me let me get these twenty extra dribbles. And I get it. He can get space in ways that others can't. But no, Steph is Steph. Like Steph I- is now almost almost underrated on that team. No. I don't want Harden. My God. Okay. <laughs> ah, Ky- Kyrie's got a couple strikes against him. What? Which are? Well, strike one, he went to Duke. 
Okay, listen. <laughs> that was a... <laughs> I, I, I hate Duke like you hate Duke. No, you probably hate Duke more than I do. I feel like Duke is not good enough to hate right now. Like, they're not worth my hate. And that, and yet that did stop me from putting Yukon gear on the Krzyzewskiville sign when I was down there last week. Of course you did. <laughs> um, and I kind of, it's weird. So on one hand, you know, everybody hates Christian Leitner, but I'm a big Grant Hill fan. But does Bobby Hurley, like, void the cancel out? I don't know. I, I, Kyrie I might have is... hated Bobby Hurley more than Christian Leitner. Look, Kyrie is incredibly talented. Like, we're splitting hairs at this point. But, like, I don't know. Like, we have no proof that Kyrie can – what Kyrie – how good he is without LeBron, right? Top five? Yeah. Absolutely. Best in the league? Eh. We know Steph can, can play no matter what. And I think that's why Kyrie wanted to leave. I think he wanted oh, to prove well, that I, to I know. I know. I, I don't blame him for wanting to leave. Like, he had to grab leverage where he could because LeBron is playing me. I don't know. Will I move? What's going on, game? Which is going to annoy everybody for the next seven months. You know, um, like I get it. I totally understand it. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm quibbling as, as I'm, as I want to do. I'm quibbling <laughs> with the notion that Kyrie is the best point guard in the league. Cause I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but it's not, when I say he's the best, it's not that it's like Kyrie and then everybody else. Okay. Like, like he's in he's, the, the, he's in that top tier. Is what you're he's saying. in. I mean, he's in the top tier without question. But even if he's the best, whoever's in second place is really, really close to him. Sure. There's not a clear cut. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still think LeBron is the best player in the world, but there's some space between LeBron and maybe who's this this next best player after him, just because he's a freak of nature. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? But then after that, everything is kind of you know muddled up. You got Durant. You got Kawhi. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of great. The league is full of great players. All those point guards we just mentioned? <laughs> All those point guards we just mentioned. Yeah, if you if you list maybe the top 10, top 15 players in the league right now, a good chunk of that are going to be point, point Yeah, guards. a third to half of them are going to be point guards, right? Yeah. So that saying that Kyrie's the best is like, yeah, he's the best, but to me he's the best, but it's it's close. Okay. It's close. So do you think this ends up getting done? <sighs> Actually, let me ask you the question. Uh, I didn't even ask you before because we didn't have a chance to talk about this before all this drama about the physical happened. Do you think this was a good move for for Cleveland? Um, I think that okay. So minus bad hip, man, minus the bad hip. Yeah. So you got Isaiah Thomas, who's one of the best, one of the best point guards in the league. I really like Jay Crowder. Um, he has the ability to um help LeBron guard Durant. Yes, I you think I think Crowder is sneaky. Like almost the key to this trade in a weird way, like yeah, one hundred percent. He he he's gonna give, he's gonna let LeBron get a little bit of rest in the playoffs. Yep. Even if they're playing at the same time, like Jay can can they they can be interchangeable in terms of who they guard. Like they'll be they would actually be able to like theoretically like with him out there, they could run some lineups. Like they could they could snag him a couple minutes of rest at the start of a quarter that he normally wouldn't. You know, in certain playoff games, like that that adds up because honestly, like I think the problem like they just run out of gas, you know. Yep. Yep. Not enough, not enough weapons. And and that's kind of, you know, I mean, LeBron's, you know, he's the player, he's the player coach GM. Right. It's kind of his fault. He recruits. It seems like LeBron is kind of like short-sighted in his recruiting. Well, yeah. Because you get people, oh, snap, we got Darren Williams. And then it's like, wait, we got Darren Williams? I mean, it's almost like the Doc Rivers problem, right? Where, you know, GM Doc ruined Coach Doc out for the Clippers, right? He was basically trying to recreate like the 2010 Eastern Conference All Stars, mm, mm-hmm. which which didn't really help anybody. 
Mm-hmm. Like whoever he played against as a Celtics coach who had a good game against him, he was like, you know, let's bring him in. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a whole generation of uh, writers and fans and basketball nerds who grew up playing like my player mode and career mode in their in their NBA game of choice who are like, ah, but the salary cap and the trade, you know, like, we- <laughs> <laughs> ah, <laughs> Ah, right. I bring, all, all of a sudden, I turn into the emoji, the, the guy with the magnifying glass. I'm like, but if you look here, right? Um, you know, a whole generation of people who grew up like caring about that stuff in a way that a whole other generation didn't. So, you know, it's tough to do both jobs now. Plus, it's just it's more complicated. Like, and teams have more like they just hire more people in the front office to help with the stuff. Like, you know, it's harder to just like, you know, to do two jobs at the same time, you know? Yeah. Um, so, no, I'm and considering. LeBron was essentially, you know, doing two and a half jobs, right? I mean, he was like three quarters of a coach, like half a G. Like, <laughs> he was yeah. doing a lot of jobs. Yeah. Um, of course, LeBron's thinking to himself, I played against that guy. I know he can go to war and I want I want him on my team. Like, he's not thinking like, yeah, but if I pay him this much, the two years from now, you're, you're not going to have any, any, any help and blah, blah, blah. Like, he's not, he's, that's in a sense that like, yeah, you can blame him, but like, that's just kind of, I, I don't see a way around that. Like expecting LeBron to be, you know, looking three years in the future and to be salary cap savvy is like a little ridiculous. Sure. And I think, so I, think every, like- I, th- I, know, I was just going to say, I think every team makes that trade if they have to, like if, if getting LeBron on your team means that you're going to end up stockpiling a lot of vets and that you, you might not be set for the future. Well, you still get LeBron James. Like, okay. So with all, all that you just said, do yeah. you like them getting Derrick Rose? No. Why? I just, he's a player. He, he, he relied so heavily on that athleticism. Yeah. And he just doesn't have the jumper. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't switched his well, I mean, people liked him this past season for the Knicks. Who who liked him for the Knicks? I I saw people positively saying speak of Derrick Rose in a positive manner this with his play on the Knicks. I didn't I I didn't see him play. This is very Trumpian. I've seen pe- sources say, um Oh stop. No I've been saying this forever. Don't don't try. I know, me. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um I no. I, I think if he is playing the Darren Williams role, no. maybe. I mean, I don't know what kind of, you know, uh, s- special training, and I'm using air quotes, LeBron's got these guards using, but Darren Williams looks decent for like a couple months. What? He actually was giving them decent minutes off the bench, not in the playoffs, but before then, during the season. Like he was kind of, huh? yeah. Huh? I, yeah. Huh? He didn't look terrible. I had, huh? I had a really low stand, low, low bar for him to crawl over. What? <laughs> no, I I don't know. I think it's Bro. unfortunate what happened to Derrick Rose, but it's just not there. It's it's not there. Bro, I can't believe you said that. About Darren Williams? Yes. He I, offended me with how bad he was this year. In the playoffs? Nah, the whole year. Nah. He I watched that plenty of Cav- Cavalier games this year. I don't know how you can. Their announcing team is atrocious. It's no, 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 no. They are amazing <laughs> because they're so bad. <laughs> They are so bad. It is a joy to listen to. Deep in the queue. That is so great. So great. Everybody, so bad. everybody in Ohio is just, uh, they're like, wait, what's this? Doc's coming to Columbus. They're marking on the calendar right now. <laughs> yeah, they're, sh- <laughs> they're shining up. They're shining up their, their, their rusty knives and definitely uh, lighting up their torches for you. <laughs> they're going to protest outside of the church. It's going to be a lot of dudes. Baseball bats over the shoulder, like it's mob deep video. I thought you were going to say there's going to be a lot of slow singing and flower burning. <laughs> I was like, dang, don't come on, man. <laughs> it's just a concert, man. Relax. Um, 
Uh, yeah. So, um, for Boston, is this a good deal? Uh, yeah. And I meant to say just because, again, the point I was going to make about Cleveland before we get to Boston is with Cleveland, um, you have to start preparing for a post LeBron James Cavaliers organization. You, mm. you have to. So, um, they're pretty much, I mean, that's going to clear up a lot of money for them. Um, enough for them to, you know, add some pieces that'll still make them all right in a in a fairly weak East or de- a decent near East. I won't say it's it's terrible. It's better than it was, but that's not saying much. Um, for the for the Celtics, um, I think it works just because Kyrie is Kyrie. Um, people forget. I mean, Boston got Gordon Hayward. You know, they've got a few pieces that they can work with. Um, you could utilize Marcus Smart. <laughs> you couldn't even make it to that statement. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like they, they have some other pieces that Kyrie could work with. Um, and I think, yeah, you have LeBron James on your on your on your basketball team. There's Kyrie, there's LeBron, there's Kevin Love, and then there's a decent little drop off when you get the four and five. I mean, Tristan Thompson's solid. Then after that four or five, it just it it. Oof. But with Boston, they've got a pretty decent team. So you've got a lot of weapons for Kyrie to work with. And that is why that situation would be interesting because like you said, the idea is, well, can Kyrie lead a team by himself? Well, yeah, give him some pieces and see what he does. I think that's for the basketball fan, for me watching, yeah, that's worth a league pass subscription. Let me see what let me see what Kyrie does with, with these tools. You know what the worst part is about league pass? If I were to buy it this year, I can't see a single Celtics game. Why? Because I'm in their territory. Oh. Isn't that... It's so dumb. Listen, uh, NBA, I just want to give you money. I don't want to pay a cable company anything. I want to give you money. Make that work, please. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I mean, we still need to split. We were going to do that last year. Yeah. We'll do it. Um, anything else you want to say about this trade? Uh, Nah. Was there any NBA, other NBA stuff that we need to talk about or no? Nah? I don't think so. The whole think- league's kind of on hold right now. Pretty much. I mean, God, the season the season starts a little earlier this year. Well, yeah, this has to get cleared up, and then you know there'll be drama with this. We get to watch the great, you know, Chris Paul, James Harden experiment, oh, which no. everybody has completely forgotten about. Completely forgotten about. I forgot about it. Too. You just said <laughs> it. <laughs> You're like, wait, Chris Paul? What? Yeah, Chris. I was like, I was like, Chris Paul. I don't know why I was thinking you were talking about Chris Bosh. I was like, he retired this year. What are you talking oh, about? Poor Chris Bosh, man. Yeah, terrible, terrible for Chris Bosh. Um. Yeah, did you watch any? Uh, before we move on, did you yeah. watch any big three? <laughs> no. Okay. Right. Why would I want to watch old washed up players playing old washed up basketball? I I caught like a like half of a game with my father, which was great. But to know that Mahmoud Abdul Raouf was like killing cats, and he's forty eight, and he's killing dudes that are like 32, 33, 35, that just warmed my soul. <laughs> he's one of my favorite players as a kid, so. To know that he still got it is is fantastic. But the, uh, it, it's just the the fact that you know Allen Iverson got fined for for, for, <laughs> for not going to a game is just <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that was kind of the, the that was kind of the beginning of the end of a lot of the attention that it was getting right because after after Iverson did that, I didn't hear anything else about it, and I saw an Instagram post that said congratulations to the Big Three champion, blah blah blahs, and I was like, really, it's over? You you ever see? the movie a league of their own uh as a kid yeah all right right so tom tom hanks plays this like alcoholic former baseball player who is hired to coach this women's baseball league they formed women's baseball leagues during uh, world war ii because most of the 
male players were drafted or enlisted or participated in the war effort in some way. And he's just so unhappy this whole time. And some guy who works for the company that hired him is basically like, listen, your job is to get out there, wave your little hat around and give the people a thrill. And that's pretty much what Iverson's job was. His job was to get out there and be Tom Hanks. Like he was supposed to be like, hey, everybody, I'm Alan Iverson and you can watch me. I'm going to shoot this or I'm going to, you know, do a thing or, you know, like that. that, He was there for the nostalgia. (laughs) What's that? He said, I'm going to do a thing. He's going to do a thing. Hey, it's Alan Iverson. Like he's doing stuff. And to realize that that wasn't like a key part of this is kind of like, come on, man. Yeah. He had one job. He had one job. I get it. Uh all right, man. Where do you want to go next? We got a couple. We got albums to talk about. We got we got your man Sean Corey Carter. What do you want? Where do you yeah, want to go? I'm I'm sure that the Jay Z interview is going to probably be its own side. So so let's oh. let, let's cut into some of these these records because we don't exactly have track by track notes on this. I At mean, least I, I don't. Surprised if you did. Um, but let's talk about. Let me just quickly plug a project that you haven't really heard yet, and that is Daniel Caesar. Yeah, no, nah, I haven't. I, I'm gonna keep it real. Like I stay away from a lot of R&B current r&b as much as i love it there's some heavy like late 90s r&b vibes going on here okay like 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 drums that knock okay but is it like is it like the weekend no no not at all traditionally sounds like like just a lot of a lot of wailing (laughs) a lot of self-loathing and depreciation like is it is it like that i wouldn't say that no no it is definitely not ableish um yeah, no, no. It uh, there's some interesting songs on here. Like "Get You" is really dope. Uh, "Take Me Away" is really good. Um, there's like a lot of like solid album tracks on here. He just needed like one or two bigger songs. Like if actually, if you rewind 20 years, if he were an artist in the mid 90s, somebody would have pulled the "Let's get a big producer to work with him" move. But that's not yeah, but really some, how it works anymore. Like Rodney Jerkins, <laughs> maybe even a bit before Rodney. Jerkins. Okay, my bad. I was I was asking for real. Okay, no, somebody might have said, let, let's let's get Puff on the remix. Mm. You know, like he 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 has the album, but it's just he's missing either that or like some big song. You know, it's just, it, but he's got a lot of potential. And the song "Get You," um, what's the girl's name? I can never pronounce it right. Is it Callie? Um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. She was she does stuff with Tyler. Um, she did that record. Um, oh, Callie isn't like rope. No. U C H I S. I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, okay. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yep, like, yep. she's on the record. Get you. Okay. Um, which is real. That's my favorite one. That was the that was the song that I heard, and I was like, huh, Daniel Caesar. Okay, okay. But if nothing else, I just want to give a shout out to his engineers and producers because there are drums on here where I was like, yes. Mm. Yeah. You should check it out. You now you are being a big R and B cat. You might immediately start like nitpicking, but you should definitely. It's at least in the right like vibe for you to to like dive in. Oh, the the vibes are there. The vibes are there, okay. as the kids say. Check, check Vib- vibes with a Z. Yeah, You're like, I want to hear it right it now. <laughs> Let's see. We're gonna do a live uh, Armand Armand wake up listens to play play. Oh, test. he's got a rec- he's got a record with her. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, filters. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys love filters. Drought and famine, natural disasters. My baby has been around for me. Kingdoms are falling. Wait, 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 wait. Angels be calling. Wait, wait, he actually gave 
kudos to his woman what <laughs> on an r&b song in 2017 what it's possible anything is possible man it didn't have to do with like uh sex or selfishness or him being a dirtbag and she's staying around anyway to com- to, to quote the, the great wyclef jean anything can happen <laughs> Don't ever refer to Wyclef Jean as a great ever in your life. God, I forgot about that record. I want to play that record too. Check out our Fuji's retrospective. I was thinking, I was thinking, Doc, like we might have to do, we need to do like a Clock Radio Spinkers retrospective. Wait, a retro on ourselves? Yeah. That's a little meta. That's a little meta. It's a little meta, but I think our, it's like our audience, I think our audience would love that. It would be inside baseball, but it would be for them. There's people who have been listening to our episode since episode one. What, what we could do is we could, we could do some sort of contest, get people on the show, and they do a definitive 15 of Clock Radio Speakers. Yep, there it is. I'm down with that. We just got we to figure out some details, but yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah. Of course, we're going to sit there and be like, first of all, wait, what episode? And then so- <laughs> we're like, yeah, episode 167, when you talked about at, at uh, marker point, one minute, 12 seconds, <laughs> Doc <laughs> says. And I'm going to be like, oh. no, 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 no. And first of all, if you do, God bless you. Yeah, but, thank you so much. But no, I, I'm, I'm sure it'll be more like, I mean, you know, tugboats will be on there and, you know. <laughs> Swiss, Abyss Suites will be on there. A lot, a lot of Swiss. The the I don't know if the Slaughterhouse episode will be on there because it's classic, but like that happened a while ago. I feel like some other stuff might have. That's a long time ago. Dice Pineapples might be on there. Can't go wrong with that. Um, Marissa with Kanye's got to be on there. Yep. She'll be on there. Uh, yeah, that's some stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we were talking about Daniel Caesar. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know you heard about 20 seconds of it, but, you know, the- wasn't it wasn't bad. It it. It made me say, okay, I'll, I'll listen to the rest of this. Right. Like I said, you know, it, that's in your vibe. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no. Okay. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't even, honestly, I don't even know what my, what my vibe is. As the kids say, I have no idea. I'm not listening to music in 2017. Like I'm really not. Just listen to a lot of podcasts. Lots of, not even, po- I don't even have time anymore. My new job doesn't allow me to like go through podcasts. Like, oh no my old job used to so i have to i have to be on alert so um i don't really have time between that and, and, and taking classes yeah i don't have time i just i don't if it's not for the show it's not happening yeah pretty much I, so then when i want to listen to stuff for myself i listen to stuff that i already like or artists that i already like so a lot a lot of 444 a lot of flower boy like stuff that i already am listening to this is gonna sound this can sound really uh like we're Patting ourselves in the back. I listen to a, just I, I randomly run through a bunch of stuff that we have in in, in, in the folder on Dropbox. Oh, <laughs> uh, here you go. I'm serious. I'm serious. Because I'll run I'm, through stuff. I'll be like, I forgot about that. I'm yeah. I'm I'm listening to actually like yeah. I've been listening to the album a lot lately. Just I've got it sequenced in a playlist on my phone and listening to that lately. I love the fact, and I'll I'll say this about, it and then we can move on. I I went to lunch. I put the album on. I grabbed lunch in a drive-thru. I came back to my job. The album was over. I love that. Perfect time. 100%. So for those of you who <laughs> remember the 80 minutes and 23 seconds fiasco, <laughs> that is not happening at all. So yeah. But I'll check out Daniel Season. I'll, 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 uh, I'll throw something back um, next week. Okay. Or whenever we do a show. I mean, yeah, we'll probably do a recap of uh, a concert and all that stuff. But yeah, we'll talk about it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about your man, Bronsolino. Okay. 
So blue chips was it seven thousand? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just I need to pull the track list here. Um, this the so the first two uh, blue chips they were produced entirely by party supplies, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not what this is at all. This is just no. like an album. Yeah. Um, and the funny part, have you looked up Bronson's stuff on streaming services? Uh, I mean, I listened to it on Apple Music this morning. Why? Well, like all like blue chips, both blue chips are on like as one album. So it's like 50 tracks. Really? And then Rare Chandeliers is like 50 tracks. Huh? I don't even. I'm going through right now. Go through it right now, son. That might just be a. Uh, yeah, 51 records. That might just be a, a title thing. Is it? I think so. Okay. Well, yeah, Blue Chips 1 and 2 is forever. I forgot all about Mr. Wonderful. Yeah, he had the record with Chance on there. He had... He had a, he had a record with 40. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, Easy Rider. Oh, yeah, I forgot all about this. Wait. Oh, yeah, Ch- yeah Chance was on Baby Blue. Yeah, he had, some, he had some beats on there. He had some records. Yeah, it, it's... Bronson is interesting because Bronson is... It's weird. Like, everything about him as an MC says I'm interesting, but, like... I listen to Bronson for his production. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like the things that he says are really quirky and and funny. And there's a couple of records on this album where I actually laughed when he said a line. Um, what record what record was it? Was it was it Let Me Breathe? Might have been Let Me Breathe. Let Me Breathe has some funny lines on it. And but I'm listening for the production. Right. I was actually surprised that he was coming out with an album. I was like, wait, why are you rapping? Only Sh- because not shouldn't because you, shouldn't you just be on TV at this point? Exactly. And I feel like Bronson is one of those guys who was a little ahead of his time Mm. because Bronson did a good job of uh, finagling his personality into other opportunities. And I mean, his cooking show is successful, but I feel like he could have been so much more. But I don't think either. I don't know what it is, whether it was lack of resources or the label just being like, what's up? Because it's weird. I, I watched a bit of him freestyle on Flex. It was weird to hear him yelling at his label to put the album out. I'm like, Bronson is in these other spaces. You should want him to put out an album because that's going to cause him to do festivals. He does a lot of festivals. People like his personality. And then that's going to probably re-up another show on whatever network his show is. That's more, that's more money and that's more press and more visibility for your artists. So why is he begging y'all to put out? Because Let Me Breathe is obviously the the label asking him for a single, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's, I mean, I took it as a joke. So it, so it was kind of like tongue in cheek, like the label asked him for this and he's like, here, you want this? Here. I think so. I mean, it samples I mean, the Fat Boys Are Back, right? I which, mean, is a, which is one of the greatest songs in hip hop history. Yes. Um, but I, I hear this song and for like two seconds, I'm like, nah, okay, next please. I'm good. Yeah. Mm, I don't want to hear Bronson tell women to uh, <laughs> shake body parts. Um, could, could be worse. It could be in a whisper. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Touche, Doc. Uh, so, like, overall, like, what were your... What I mean, were your there, there, I mean like... La Luna is great. Chairman's Intent is dope. I, you know, I don't like La Luna's position on the album. Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm actually right. I, listening to action for a whole album, that takes a lot. Yeah. Even though this is 13 songs, like it, this could have been nine. <laughs> uh, if a random dope Action Bronson song pops up in a playlist, I'm like, oh, right. Action Bronson. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like, agree. if, if La Luna popped up in a playlist, I'd be like, 
Oh, mm. you're right, though. It's a little early for the kind of like, I mean, I don't know. There's all sorts of like weird like skits and stuff all over this place, so, all over the place. So I don't know. I don't know if the placement is that strange. I think it's up top because it's just such a ridiculous alchemist beat that um, he's like, well, that's going up. That's going early. You know, I think sure. that's all it is. Uh, I like Chairman's Intent. Um, yeah. I had higher hopes for that Rigor Ross record. I really yeah, did. Yeah, it, it was all right. It was all right. You know, I liked also on it. It's too slow. Yeah. It's a little too slow. So, like, if you get that tempo just right, Ross, like, just locks into his flow, and then it's it's a wrap. Yeah. A little slow. Um, I, I love the beat on Chop, Chop, Chop. I hate the fact that the song is called Chop, 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 because it sounds stupid. But Like, trap, trap, trap? Trap, 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 trap. No? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean... I like Tank. That's a little slow, on, too. The beat on Tank is crazy. A little slow. That's fine. Yeah. You know me and slow beats. Um, I mean, there's some cool records on here. <laughs> you make me slow beats. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, this is cool. Um, this is not better or worse than anything else he's done, really. This is, like, right in line what I would expect. Um... I actually didn't really pay much attention to it at first because I just saw blue chips and I was like, eh, I don't really want to hear 10 to 15 party supplies beats. Sorry, yeah. party supplies. It's just yeah. not, my, not my thing. Um, but if he's going to turn this into like, you know, this is the new this is a new era of music, right? This is a mixtape. It just happens to be that uh, because he's got Vice backing him now, this can go out as a label on, on a, you know on streaming because he can get these samples clear. Mm. Um. Because this is put out on Atlantic Records slash Vice Records. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there you go. Like, it's exactly what you said before. Like, Vice wants him to be in the news so they can continue to get views for his show and then he can do more stuff. Like, that's the move. That's And he's yeah. he's well suited to that. Yeah. Um, I would expect, if anything, I would sort of expect more shorter projects from him. Right. Like, if it's he's good. got Vice backing him, maybe now is the time. Like, he was almost trying to do this like four or five years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he did the little thing with Alchemist. Like, no, now's the time. Like three, five, you know, song EPs. Like he could do really interesting stuff because people love his personality and they like him. Mm-hmm. So if he was like, I'm doing a five song EP with Metro Boom and exclusively on Apple Music, like people would be like, whoa, you know, yeah. like he could do kind of, he can, he has all sorts of room to move because he's got other ways to make money and get people's attention. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he like sort of really embraces this. I mean, especially if Vice is going to back him for more than just the show. If they're going to back him for music as well, that's a whole different move for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And I would like to see him try different stuff. Like as much as I enjoy beats like La Luna and Chairman's Intent and stuff like that, like those are also so squarely in the Action Bronson wheelhouse. Um, yeah, he's kind of got the Sky Zoo problem, right? Uh, Where, like, he does this one thing. Yeah. And from a technical perspective, he could do so much more, but he's like, nope, doing this. And he sticks to his guns almost to a fault. I mean, but it's it's tough to fault because it's like, these are dope beats. They are dope beats. But it's like, I kind of would be interested in, but I think maybe that's just you and I as opposed to what younger fans might want. I don't know, but here's the thing. One thing I was listening to with this, uh, with this in mind was... What are these records going to sound like at festivals? Because Bronson does a lot of festivals. It's going to be a lot of people smoking a lot of weed. Real chill. Yeah, you're 100% performing in the daytime. And your set is 20 minutes. <laughs> it might be longer than that. <laughs> 25. You see the set? You see the... They, they put the set times up for Made in America. And I was like, oh, man, I forgot. Nah, I didn't see that. Yeah. Let me go look that up now. They got a lot of stages. 
Let me just put it that way. Uh, here we go. Philly.com. Yeah, that's the one I okay. found. Oh, here we go. I would, ooh, the Rocky stage. Okay, I'm cool with the Rocky stage. Okay, your 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 man Francis is opening up for uh, Cardi. <laughs> I saw, and Lizzo, I've seen Lizzo live before at um, Eau Claire. Uh, Lizzo's high energy. Like, that's a real interesting um, stage. Yeah. Um, how did, do you feel any way about Vic Mensa? <sighs> I tried to get into his album. We didn't even talk about it on the show. Um, I didn't listen to it. I tried, and I was like, mm. Eh. I didn't listen to it. He's okay. he's never he hasn't done anything to make me say, huh? Right. Nothing. Like absolutely nothing. Like and and we were talking about. I was talking about this with somebody. It's like there's so much. Oh, that's what it was. And I can bring this on the show because I think you would have an interesting perspective. So, one of my best friends. We were talking about um, uh, God. Who are we talk? We were talking about some artists, and I said, and this was an artist. Oh, we were talking about Ace Hood. So. Clock radio speakers like OGs, you guys remember that I was a big Ace Hood fan in like 2012. And, you know, I called him a rich man's Meek Mill and all this stuff. And um, Ace just put out a project this year, or actually a couple weeks ago. I ain't listened to it. I haven't heard the last three or four Ace Hood projects. And my boy hit me and was like, hey, new Ace is out. And I'm like, ah, I'm cool. I'm probably not going to listen to it. And so the question was, an artist that you used to like, like, how how many chances do you give them before you say I'm good? Mm. You know, like, and with him, his response was, well, as long as they have the potential to make dope records, I'm going to give them a shot. And that's that's great. That's commendable. I'm totally cool with that. My perspective was I don't have time for potential. Like I'm low key like an A&R. Like, OK, I want to hear you ready now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to hear you dope now. Like, maybe not peak, but I want to hear you dope now. I want to hear a good record now. I want to hear a good freestyle now. I want to hear a record that catches me off guard. Like, oh, shoot, this is dope. So I'm I'm curious to know. So like somebody like Vic Mensa, who has done nothing to me that says, I should probably check him out. Other than you see the the tr- the Rock Nation train behind him, like, this is the guy, this is the guy. But I've seen this train go around the track so many times. I know the difference between something that's either like organic, fake organic or the machine. And Vic Mensa just reeks of the machine versus like a chance, uh, albeit fake, uh, you know, fake indie. But there was still a natural organic thing to him. Yeah. That I think just got turned up with a lot of resources and, and relationships. But you we saw chance from. 10 day just come up we saw him grow and grow and grow and grow but Vic Mensa is just like oh hey he signed to Rock Nation you should listen to him <laughs> he talks about stuff and I'm like does he so I don't know how, how do you feel about artists how do you feel about what new music you actually listen to and check out and yeah I guess you could tie it into Vic Mensa that's fine while I look at these uh main America stages <laughs> um in terms of honestly it does depend on like I'm trying to think of some good examples of artists who like I was a you know I was a big fan of who check everything and now I'm like eh. you know who's an interesting example is Big Crit okay like I can't remember the last time I heard a new Big Crit record and I'm sure he's putting stuff out no he's not okay then I don't feel bad but like I did I did see a tweet that said from a Steve-O who's his manager that said we just turned the album in oh that doesn't but sound good turn the album in to where that like, doesn't we- that that that's that's not a good that's not a good tweet I just turned the album in that's that, that that's code for I don't know when this is coming out. Uh, 
Otherwise, I mean, it could be. It felt like the tweet was like, all right, something's about to come. Okay. Something's about to drop. Okay. Because Crit's been way too quiet. He has. He has. But like the thing is, like for him, even though, I mean, we, we championed Crit on this show, right? Yep. But like, unless he is, unless I hear like some buzz that like, something is like moving to a new level with him or something then i'm like i mean i'll probably listen to it but i'm gonna go into it being like i know exactly what i'm gonna hear you Mm -hmm. know and sometimes that's okay like rick ross like we know it's we know exactly what we're getting with with rick ross at this point but he is like settling in and like refining that right he's not breaking new ground but he's like he's still like working away at the edges to like make it more refined whereas big crit i don't think that he's making better music now we'll have to see what he because he's now coming into a i mean the impact that streaming services and their rapid ascension has had on the music industry and the way that artists approach music has so changed even since Catalactica came out. Catalactica, yep. Right? So I don't even know what approach he's going to come out with, right? Is this going to be the, well, I can't clear samples, so da-da-da-da-da. Is it going to be something else? Like, I don't even know what to get from him. Like, does he still make the old big crit sound? Is he going to try to bring in a trap flavor? Like, I'm actually... I'm talking myself into being interested in what Big Crit has to do right here live on the show. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, um, he might be a bad example. Who's another good example of somebody who I would be like, nah. Vic Mensa? <laughs> Vic Mensa's, I mean, that's somebody who we, we've, I, I certainly have given him. Oh, who, who else is a good example? Um, oh, what is this guy's name? Um, he's a, Calif- he's a West Coast rapper. Oh, um, um, Vince Staples. I love how you knew that Vic Mensa and Vince Staples are like the same person. They really um, are. Vince Staples. I have given him a lot of chances and okay. every album he has a couple songs where I'm like, eh, okay, interesting, mm-hmm. but no, it's not there. And so at some point I'm just going to be like, eh, yeah. you know, I, it's a hard question to answer for me because this show has such an, a large impact on my listening experience that yeah. I don't even know what it's like to be a regular fan of yeah. music as somebody who's now 34 years old. Because yeah. like, if I didn't have this podcast, would I have listened to Uzi Vertical this week? Probably not. Probably not. Right. And so I checked it, out the Pharrell record. Maybe. Just out of, just out of, you know, out right. Of the, I'm saying it's hypothetical. The worldwide don't have this podcast. So it's really hard to judge. And I would actually, I think this is a real great question to ask our, our listeners actually. So um, hit us up on Twitter at CRS podcast. And is there a point, especially, you know, actually we'll take all ages, but especially if you've been a long time hip hop fan and you know, is there now as you're sort of, you got to this, we have other stuff going on. Like people have families, people have jobs, people have all sorts of stuff. And do you find like, at what point do you just kind of, are you out on an artist? Like, I'd love to know that. Yeah. Anything else on the stage, uh, look interesting to you on these stages? Um, honestly, the, the Rocky stage is pretty solid all around. I mean, day two is a little rough. Yeah. I mean, day two. Okay. So let me just the Rocky stage for those who don't know, that's Rhapsody. I don't know who Marion Hill is, but then it's Samfa, Migo, Solange, and J. Cole. I really might mess around and just stay on that, stay over there because nothing else is going on in the day. I feel obligated as a clock radio speakers person to to watch Francis in the lights. Yeah. I would check out Cardi just to see like the experience of what's going on with her, her growth. And I mean, good lord, this is an example of something that was organic that the machine took. And I mean, good God. I'm, but and plus, you, let's be honest. You're not going to listen to Sampha. Yeah, that's a good time to leave. <laughs> so you're going to listen to Rhapsody. She's going to yeah, do her full that. set, and then you're going to go wander over to Liberty. You're going to yeah. stay there for a minute, and then you're going to head back after. Head you're you're going to be check out right. Those Jumanji. Right, and I'm good. I don't need to. I don't. You I'm, don't want to hear a boogie with the hoodie. 
I don't. It's really interesting that uh, Ugly God is is headlining a stage. Well, I think it's left to right. You get sort of like the the farther to the left you are in these stages, the better off you are. Yeah. Right. Um, like London on the track. Like that's a. I mean, I know he has like a song out now, but like London on the track's a he's a producer. Like, mm-hmm. what, what's he gonna do for for thirty five minutes? The same thing that Metro Boomin does, just play his records. I guess I'm true. I mean, what am I even saying? Right. Yeah, that totally works. Um, yeah. oh. I mean, that's the that's the hustle for producers nowadays. Right. Like, if you were still actively producing. You essentially would just have to play your piece <laughs> and play re- like your remixes. Oh, if I was still actively producing, God. I mean, like if you okay. I'm just kidding. I'm I, just kidding. Part of me wants to just be like, oh man, that just hurts the heart right there. Nah, but you know, you, like, when you like when I you was out, like I wasn't tweaking something for you ten minutes no, before we got on the I show. Mean, <laughs> I mean, like when you were out, I know, I know, I know, for Lloyd Banks and doing Ti remixes and all that stuff, right? Um, yeah, that, yeah, nothing. Okay, so you day said two, day, day two looks rough. You don't want to see Young Lee? <laughs> the the headlining show on day two, PMB Rock. I don't know. I mean, I know, I know, but like yep, that's a right. weird. It's a weird flow. Pusha T to Little Dragon to the Chainsmokers to Jay. Never heard a Chainsmoker song in my life. Oh really? And, and who's Kalila? <laughs> Chainsmokers. Um, it's a lot of white people music right there. Um, that looks like. Yeah, that's a weird. <laughs> that's probably all of. That looks like. You know how Jay's like fake eclectic. <laughs> <laughs> how Jay's like, yeah, I listen to I listen to Little Dragon, and you know I like P and B rock. Like I feel like the Rocky stage are artists that he handpicked. Like you have to stay here to be fake eclectic because you're gonna want to stay here because when five thirty comes, you're gonna want to be as close as possible for my hour and a half set. You 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 think Solange is looking at this going? How is J Cole headlining this this first night over me? Mm-mm. You don't think so? No. Nah. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. J. Cole J. Cole is I like know. I know. He's top he's top tier. <sighs> he's top tier. We we got we gotta give it up. We gotta give it up. He's not good, but he's top tier. He's not bad. <sighs> I I think I'm going back to LA this year for my birthday. I'm also going to uh Canada, which should be super dope. Um but I need to hear that I haven't heard Solange's album in a really long time and I need to go back to LA just to listen to it again. I you just got that album sounds so different in LA, and I mean that in the best way possible. It sounds great in California. That album's amazing. I'm back. Okay. Anything else you want to say about Action Bronson? Ha 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 ha! I'm trying to bring um, it full circle. Nah, I think I'm. I think I'm good with uh, Bronson Lino. I mean, the, the project. The project's not bad, but it's almost like. I'm just expecting Bronson to do all these big things. And I think it's a, I think a lot of factors play into why he's not bigger than where he is. A bunch of stuff. It's not just him and it's not the music. It's just a bunch of stuff. We hope you enjoyed side A of this week's episode. Please check out side B at clockradiospeakers.com.